0: Thank you. Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius again. We continue the this, the teaching on Gospel of John chapter 4, where the Lord Jesus Christ was talking to this woman at the way. And this is the only place, like I say, where Jesus Christ voc- vocally told somebody that he is the Messiah. All the other time they were more referring to him as the Messiah. But he told this one point like I that speak of today, I am he. That was John chapter 4, verse 26. And the woman. Now that was confirmed to the woman when the disciples came around the same time, 12, 12 disciples, a prophet with 12 people following him, never seen before like that. Prophets went in Israel in those days when the days of Elijah only go with one servant or two, Elijah, one servant or two, but this man had 12 and he said he's the Messiah. So that made the woman leave everything and at the way well run to go and tell the man, come and see what I see here. Now. Well in verse 31 of John chapter 4, in the meanwhile his disciples prayed inside saying, Master eat. they brought the food now. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. In short, the Lord was going to say, well, the situation has changed. People are coming now to listen. He did not want to be eating while they are coming. So it's like going to postpone food until he, until he minister to this crowd that's coming to, 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 to talk to him, to hear him. So the disciples were wounded, therefore sent the disciples once and has any man brought him out to eat. Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. In short, the Lord was clearly teaching us something here in the fact that some, he prioritized the work he is doing as his meat rather than food. At if you if the Lord if you are following, if the Lord is leading you sometimes may say don't eat yet because there is work to do. And that is what the he has taught us to prioritize the work of the work he has given to you above your regular food. You remember the temptation of the Logis Christ, where he was fast he has just finished fasting, and the devil came and said, Well, turn the stone to bread if you are the Messiah. And Logis Christ was not going to do that, even though he was hungry. He said, man shall not eat, shall not live by bread alone. By every word that proceeded after the mouth of God. That means prioritize God's word first. Prioritize God's work first. So here is a place where there's need for food in the belly. But now the situation, the people are coming to come and listen to him. So he wants to postpone the food first and said, I have meat, I've already which you don't know of. Say, my meat is to finish the work that I'm doing, that is the work of the preaching that he was doing. As I said, my mate is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. He called it that is his meal. When that is done, he is satisfied. Verse 35, This guy continues to talk. He said, Say not ye there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the field for they are white already to harvest. Amen. And he that reapeth receive wages and gather fruit unto life eternal, that both he that sweat and he that reapeth may rejoice together is that saying true? One sweat and another it. I sent you to reap that wherein ye bestowed no labour. Other men laboured and ye are enter into their labours. Now what the Lord of Christ says is that you the work we do as preachers and what the apostles were going to be doing and will they already doing when they go about trying to tell people that the message is, is here when they are preaching about? Is call he called that reaping. Say we are just reaping. That is we are harvesting. People into the kingdom of God, that's reaping. That's what he call it. Because other people have labored that put the faith in these people that are hearing us. The faith story there, when we call them and they come to become Christian and give their life to Christ, we are reaping what others sort have been of have that That's how you don't look at it. He said, Other men labor and you have entered into their labor. That's what i call it. That we are actually reaping. He said that I sent you. Verse 36, and he that reap, receive we wages and gather fruit into our life, but both he that reap sweat and he that repent, may rejoice together, one sweat, another repent, I sent you in to reap that wherein ye bestow no labor, verse 38, so he sent us to go and harvest, when you are harvesting, when you are winning souls, coming, sending them to Christ, or bringing them to Christ, you are actually harvesting, you are not, you're not sowing, it's already so, that's why they are coming to Christ. So, we are just going there to harvest them, to bring them into the fold. Verse 39. Now, the story continues it says, many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the sin of the woman, which testified, He told me all that ever I did. I mean, the woman has a testimony right now that this man, that is a prophet, all right, he says he's a he's not just a, a prophet, he told me everything I did. I mean, the five, the man the woman has five husbands already and living with another six and that's how the woman knew that this must be a prophet also to be able to tell her somebody she met for the first time and then she said, she told me, he told me all that ever he did. So when this Amaritan was 40, were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them and he abode there two days, you can just imagine that. So the elders of the Samaritan, maybe they are rabbis, they also are rabbis and they believe that he, he, he is a prophet in this and what the man said, he told me everything he is, said is, is, is the messiah so they wanted to hear him teach them, preach to them so they employed him can you stay with us? can you come over? and, and so he stayed with them, he said two days I so mean, guess man, what was he teaching them during those two days? maybe it was in their synagogue, they have their synagogue too talked to them about this, talked to them about that, some of the things he has taught in Galilee also, and they were getting excited, and the Bible said, he stayed there for two days. Verse 41, And many more believed because of his own word, and said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy sin, for we have heard him ourselves, and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Now. The Samaritan believe he is the savior of the world. He didn't say he's the savior for the Jews. See, the Jews have their own doct- uh, doctrine confused. They are thinking that if the Messiah comes, it's only for the Jews. See, but the, the Samaritan also believe that the Messiah is coming, but they know it's for the world. See. Verse 43. Now, after two days, he departed thence and went to Galilee. So the story continues the Lord Jesus Christ left after two days with the Samaritans he went to Galilee some people have tried to say those two days symbolize that there will be two thousand years of the gospel being preached to the Gentiles which has happened because we are now in the two thousand years since Christ left symbolizing one days with the Lord a thousand years so he was with the Samaritan for two days meaning that there will be two thousand years for man for the Gentiles to hear the gospel including the Samaritans but as, far as far, Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. Then when he was coming to Galilee, the Galileans received him having seen all the things that he did at Jerusalem at the feast. But they also went unto the feast. That was the feast that was said, the, the, the Passover feast where Christ went to Jerusalem. One of the Passover feasts was the last Passover feast was where he was crucified. which was like the third one. Since he started preaching. Verse forty-five, verse forty-six. So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him, and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him. Except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Now the the point the Lord Jesus was making here is that he said the man was a noble man, so must be very rich and in business. But see, when the Lord Jesus started preaching, it was in Capernaum when miracles broke forth and things are happening and people are running the him, saying, "This is the Messiah, this is the prophet," and so on and so forth because Jesus Christ cast a devil out the first one that he cast out in the temple or in the synagogue where a, a man that was possessed screamed and said why are you with us and just come out of him so that called the attention of people the crowd now gathered so the news are scattered to, to people that he, the messiah is this messiah this man is the messiah this man this is, the messiah, this man, this is the Christ but you see the noble men they are not in the streets you see they will hear all those things too but say, will they believe because they are wealthy, they are rich, and they have businesses and so on. They are the people that we decide last. And while the young, the common, common people will run there, they need the healing, they need the help. But see, the noble man said, well, if I see miracles myself, maybe I will believe. So the Lord knew what the man was thinking. And then while maybe within the, the year or so, this man's son was sick and they have tried everything because the man being a room by him, he has doctors and doctors have tried their best and look like he, the boy is getting worse then he remember they said the messiah this man Jesus of Nazareth is he need any kind of sickness and disease now he needed that kind of help because he didn't want to lose his son but Jesus has gone to Judea in those days Judea to us right now when you look at the map you say well it's just a maybe 100 miles or 200 miles But you see, in those days, it takes days of walking, even on a donkey, to get across from place to from Gia to Judea to Galilee. And then he went for the feast and he was coming back. So he had that he's now some people are passing by some people and Jesus because they just it's not like they are running all the way back to Galilee. They will sometimes stop in a place and preach. And people that are donkeys will have passed by and say, Oh, that's the messiah, that's the man, that's that rabbi. So very soon the news have come all the way back to Capalanda. Oh that rabbi is already in Kenya of Galilee Oh! So this man who needed help put on all his shoes and started running or get a donkey because we a my man, most had a donkey and ran towards Cana of Galilee because he had a... Kenya of Galilee so Capernaum most likely was maybe 50 miles who knows or 30 miles but see if they are going to walk with a donkey it could be a whole day that. so that was the situation in that generation I'm just describing to you to make you see why it will take the man a whole day to go back home so the bible said he heard that Jesus Christ has come from to, to Galilee so he went to meet him but for the same said when he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son for he was at the point of death so then Christ said except you see signs and wonder you will not believe Christ already seen the man's heart. Are like one of those noble men that say, Well, unless I see my own twice, that is make a miracle work in this? I don't think I, and Christ already read that in the man's heart. I said, You yeah, are one of those that will not believe, except you see something like that. But the man is desperate right now. So the man says, Sir, come down. Here, my child died. I mean, uh, this is not a matter of belief. I just need your help right now, is what you'll say. Emer- this is majesty. And Jesus Christ kind of said to the nobleman, man, go go thy way. That's verse 50. Go thy way. go thy way, thy son leave it. The Lord just spoke, okay. You can go, your son will your son is living. Your son will live. That is the room your son will live. But he has to believe that. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. Now that is what faith is all about. You hear the word of God, you believe. He didn't say, "Well, I'm not sure that he will." He said, "Your son live, it means your son will live." Also, he said, "The boy is at the point of death because they have done everything is going worse and worse." And he ran to Jesus. Jesus Christ said, "Well, you can go now. Your son will live. You have to believe just that." Yeah, you don't want to come and lay your hand upon the boy. No, you doesn't need to. Remember the story, the centurion that Jesus Christ went to that went to that. Uh, went to a place and the centurion man said come and heal my servant and the centurion send, they said well you don't need to come over here you just can speak from a distance your servants will, 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 will do what you say so that is what faith is the logistic does not need to come and lay his hand if you, the man can believe that what he said will come to pass he said, your son will live and, and the bible said the man believed and started going his way so that is what faith is we also have to believe what God said here in the bible and as long as we are aligned with God, what he said shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. But so was, and as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son, leave it. Then he inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday, at the seventh hour, the fever just left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in the which Jesus said unto him that his son liveth. And himself believed and his own house. But so it was like this is again the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judah Judea into Galilee. So what we are saying about faith is that you must believe what Jesus Christ said. Thy son lived that man's heart, and he believed that he has said it, it should be so, and he started going. And what has the Lord said to you, too? That he has spoken to you, other from the word of God. We, are, we can believe the word of God that is written now here that Jesus Christ said it. Yes, for example, Jesus Christ said, very I said if a man keep my saying, he shall never see it. So all I need to do then is to say, Lord Jesus Christ, tell him. You can't just be keeping his saying without knowing him. You have to be part of him. And say, Lord Jesus I'm going to be keeping your saying so that you can keep me alive and never see this. And then begin to keep his saying. And the Lord hear that and will come and tell you what to do. And if he tells you what to do and you don't do it then you're not keeping his sin. Even if there's pandemic in the land, the Lord will come and tell you because you are now part of him. And you are listening to him and he will be talking to you by the Holy Spirit that he has given to you. And when he tells you that this is what you should do for your body and you do it, you shall never see this you have to keep his saying continuously that's what the Bible says about Enoch walk with God and please God to walk with somebody you hear him you do what he says and because Jesus Christ said you are my disciple you are my disciple when you do whatever I say unto you there are you my disciple you continue in his word if you abide in me and my word abide in you then you shall ask what you will and it shall be done to you so those are all the precepts of the word of God that we must remember to follow to keep now we are going to go to chapter 5. Now you know, and this is the gospel of John chapter 5. We are going to go to chapter 5, which is a another lengthy chapter. And we just continue until we are ready to stop. Here is chapter 5, verse 1. After this, after this uh, episode as we read in chapter 4, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, Apostle John was more or less relating most of the feast times that Jesus Christ went for the feast because dramatic things occur in the feast in Jerusalem when Jesus Christ went there because he was trying to pre- he was presenting himself to the crowd as the Messiah in Jerusalem. Remember, he has been in Galilee and many Galileans are believing he is Messiah. But the people in Judea were the religious ones. The Pharisees the headquarters there and the priests and so on they were the ones that were questioning this prophet from Galilee that the people were saying he's the Messiah so he has to now convince them or present himself to them he's not trying to convince them just telling them who he is whatever we're going to do and they didn't believe that was why they were able to crucify him because if they believed, they would have crucified him But see they didn't believe but he is the Messiah and another, that's why Apostle John stayed with just telling us what happened in every feast that they attended. So here's another one, the one that is chapter 5 and Apostle John is going to tell us what happened in this feast time that Jesus Christ went to Jerusalem. Verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda having five porches a porch is like a little place where people can sit maybe they have a bench there where you can sit almost like a, when you go to some garden you have a little place where you can sit on a the, the bench there maybe there will be a canopy to cover the place and the Bible says in that pool around that pool there are five canopies like that and who are the people that are gathered at this pool Apostle John go tell us but still in this in this porches lay a great multitude of important folk of blind halt withered waiting for the moving of the water so evidently there have been a custom or tradition that they have had that at that pool they suddenly will see the water standing was starting the water and they found that if anybody is immediately after the ages star up the water anybody that jumps into that water first, only one person. Whatever is the problem the man had, any disease or sickness just disappeared. So that became a, became a, a tradition, a folklore, a custom, but they believed it. So they, all those sick people came around there waiting for that. Maybe they knew the season that this normally occurred like say around this time of this feast or around the time of this uh, weather. So they were saying it was perhaps that feast because they have so many feasts, feasts of tabaraku, feasts of. Uh, Of a Passover feast of this, because they are to appear in Jerusalem three times in a year. Three times. And those are the feasts. And so they knew that at that time, maybe a month before the feast, or a week before the feast, and after the feast, something like that happened. So they were all gathered in that, that are sick, that are looking for that miracle. And this is what they reported. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool. And troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. So that was the, the the story they had. And many sick people were gathering there. It was like an hospital, and an also became like an hospital where there are a lot of people that were sick of different kinds of ailments, waiting for the miracle to happen. The magic, uh, the angel that will, that will start the water. The Bible says in verse 5, And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. So that man has been carrying own inf- his own infirmity for 30 something, he's at 8 years. Which means, he, and that man also was there, been there for long, maybe he just camped there. Don't know when the, when, at, when his turn will come, he'll be the first one to get into the water. Verse 6, When Jesus saw this man, saw him lie there, and knew that he had been now a long time in that case. He said unto him, to the man that was, in is "Will thou be made whole? Now the man has been by that pool for you know for years, or just coming back and forth until the man just make his own his, his house somewhere there so that it could be closer to that pool. But Jesus Christ came by there during this feast time and there will be other people that were not sick that are just roaming around like a tourist section tourist safe place during this season and Jesus Christ also came there like a tourist but saw this man and the Lord Jesus Christ went to this man only one man in the hospital can look at that place like an hospital and he asked the man will that be made whole I mean he was asking the man would you like to be made whole because sometimes people have to, this, you know, sometimes they get comfortable in their problem. They, they are no more looking for, for help. But the man answered, he said, The porterman man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another step it down before me. So the man gave his reasons, excuses why he has not been here for this year. That sometimes he was the one that saw this thing first. And he will be running there and crawling over there. And everybody saw him crawling there, they look and saw the water and they ran past him and jump in. And he he missed the opposition over. And that's what the man was reporting. That if I can only get somebody that will carry me there and faster than anybody else, maybe I will have been here by now. So Jesus said unto the man, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. you not just gonna heal him right there. Because he's the one that I've been sending the angel, I just walked past this man. The Lord Himself that have been sending the angel to give them this surprise kind of a miracle. It's like a surprise miracle when the angel came by. And this man missed that surprise time. And the Lord just came and said, Well, okay, take up your bed and walk. I mean, he, he's healed. Verse 9 says, Immediately the man was made old and took up his bed and walked. And it was a Sabbath day. So the man didn't even know who Jesus Christ was. So you can't say, well, do you have faith? You say, Does he need faith to be able to be healed at least? this man didn't have any faith in the Lord. He didn't even know who Jesus Christ was. But he was perhaps have been crying unto God, like, oh Lord God, let it be my turn next time. Oh Lord God. And the Lord God that he has been calling on just walked past in the body of Jesus Christ. Said, Would you like to be made old? And he gave his reason why he has been like, this. all these opportunities have been missing him. And I said, Okay, take your bed and go. And the man was made old and walked. And they said it was a Sabbath day. Now verse 10. The Jews therefore said unto him that was that was cured, It is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry your bed. Now see, the Jews are more to them, they are at Sabbath and all the tradition, quietness Everybody must be at home, no doing That's more important to them that than the miracles that they are seeing So they saw this man carrying his bed They say, well, you can't carry your bed on your head, it's, a, it's a just a job, that's like a, a labor So you should not carry a bed, on do any labor on the Sabbath day, carrying a water from the well past to be classified as a labor, you can't go and fetch water from the well, also because the classified as a labor. So they saw the man carrying his bed and said, Well, you, you can't carry your bed on a Sabbath day. And the man said, Well, he that made me old said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk. And he said, well, I'm not just carrying it. The man that he, my body, said I should take up my bed and walk, and I'm, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. And they are not worthy to have say. You are healed? No, they are not interested in he being healed. They are more concerned with he doing this on the Sabbath day. This man walking, on Sabbath, carrying your bed on Sabbath day is more important to them than the man was healed. They could have been jubilating that this man has been safe for thirty something years. You are now healed. Oh, praise God! No, they are not interested in that. They are more interested in that. why are you doing this on the Sabbath day. Put your bed down. So they ask him, "What man is that?" We said unto thee, Take up thy bed and oh, walk. I mean, they are more concerned. Who dare tell you to carry your bed on a Sabbath day? Doesn't the man know that it's a Sabbath day? I mean, you see, that's how religion will make people look foolish because they, they are just they are just emphasizing the wrong thing. That's what religion sometimes will do to people, emphasizing the wrong thing. Verse 30: And he that was healed, who is not who it was. For Jesus has conveyed himself away. A multitude be in that place. So there was a multitude there like tourists, so Jesus Christ has already moved on. So the man didn't even know who Jesus Christ was just saying. The man told me to walk, to carry my bed and walk. He healed me. Who is that man? Look around, you didn't know who he was. But 14, Afterward Jesus find him in the temple, I mean the man after he maybe went to a corner and put his best away there. So on that same day perhaps, because the temple there. And the man passed, went to the temple to thank God. And Jesus said, the Bible says, Afterward, Jesus found the man in the temple and said to him, Behold, thou art made whole. The Lord wanted to help the man, so that the man does not get back into trouble. Thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. Now, that's a lesson for everybody to know. That is, many of the troubles that we human find ourselves in, is because of sin. There is, the world is full of sin, you know. that is the sin of Adam has already brought trouble into the world. So it may not really be the sin of this particular person that will bring trouble. However, there are sins of individuals that can also bring from somebody repercussion. So if somebody committed adultery and he get uh, gonorrhea, all those venereal diseases, it is a sin of adultery or promiscuity that bring that venerial disease, HIV and so on, not because there was sin in the world so that kind of sin that brought repercussion will be the one Christ is pointing out right here sin no more because if the man comes to do that sin, some worse thing will come and trouble him which he will find himself in so that if you keep yourself away from all those sins that bring those repercussions justly you are free from those ones so if there's any trouble in the world, everybody is under that trouble God can protect you from all those troubles in the world. Christ came to set us free from all those costs that was in the world. But we say Christ has redeemed us from the cost of the law. He made a cost for us. Christ came and died and shed his blood for us so that the sin of Adam that brought cause upon the world can be lifted up from mankind. That was the reason why Christ came to die. The sins that you have been doing since then. That also is forgiven sin no more so that you, those devil can keep it from you. The Bible says, He that is begotten of God keepeth himself. And the wicked one toucheth him not. That is, we keep ourselves by living godly, by living holy. So the devil can't touch us because the Bible said that the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous. Lest the righteous put forth their hands to the iniquity. So that's one of the things why he does teaching us. Sin no more lest the worst thing come upon that man. Verse 15. But that was how the man really recognized who actually healed him. The man departed and told the Jews that yeah, it was Jesus. That's, that's Jesus. Because now, when he saw him in the temple, and people were calling him Rabbi Jesus, so he knew that was the man that talked to me. And that's him that sin no more. Goes, oh, it's Rabbi Jesus. Oh, so now he knew who did heal him. So he was telling everybody, it's not just, a, I don't know who this man is. No, he now knew who, who did it. So he was telling people, it so was Jesus that healed him. But those who were confronting the man because it was on the Sabbath day, they were now more confronted, they are now more concerned that it was Sabbath day that he did it and Jesus guy did that on Sabbath day. They were more concerned about that than the man was healed, you see. That's what religion will do some people, they are too religious to their own shame. Verse 16, and therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he has done these things on the Sabbath day. What will be the best day for someone to get blessing from God? The day of God, the day of the Lord, Sabbath day. But now they don't consider that as a blessing. They think you are violating God's something if you get something on the Sabbath day. Jesus Christ said, Verse 17, Jesus Christ was defending his working on the Sabbath day. Say, My father walked it as God is still walking, and I am walking because the father is walking. But they thought the father has rested on the seventh, the sixth day and blessed seven day. and that was actually a symbol. Of the seventh millennial day. But those who don't believe or, not, or do not understand that they thought it was just Saturday that God said, You know, walk, which is a symbol of the millennial day that they are keeping, that they make it almost like a law that if they walk on that Sabbath, on that Sabbath day, they are going to be killed. So Christ is saying, My father is still walking, and I am walking. Therefore, the Jews sought the more to kill him because he not only has broken the Sabbath. They said also that God was his Father, making himself equal with God. So now they have a confrontation with the Lord Jesus Christ about him working on the Sabbath day because it classified that healing the people on the Sabbath day was a work in that classified he was just be a, 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 a doctor, so a doctor shouldn't work on the Sabbath day. He said, well, look, this is not doctor, this is work of God. He said the priests were in the temple working on the Sabbath day. He said, Well, they are working for God. Yeah, yeah, I'm working for God too. That's really what Christ was telling them. And they didn't want to accept it that they thought he was healing the people like a doctor who is doing a job for collecting money. So they have their mind on the fact that he, the people gave him donation later because he has healed their son, he has given their daughter. So that's like a job. So you shouldn't do this on Sabbath day. And Christ said, I'm doing the work of my father. Just like those priests were there sacrificing something and making sense to God. In the temple, so they are walking on the Sabbath day. So, what I'm doing is for God. So now they didn't see it that way, but that is the truth that Christ is God manifesting in the flesh anyway. So now from verse 19, the Lord was going to give a lot of teaching that I will defer to the next broadcast because there the Lord begin to tell of Himself and being a son of God, what we as children of God, what we will become when we become sons of God, because as many as received Jesus Christ, He gave us power to become sons of God. So everything the Lord is going to say in verse 19 to the end, that is in red letter edition here, is telling about the right he has as a son of God and why, and now he is a son of God because he said, I only do what my father tells me. So that's how we sons of God also should be led by the Spirit of God so now he tells us this is the right as a son of God he can raise the dead and he has the, he has the He has the power to call the dead back to life everything he's going to say here is about himself and also about we that we become sons of God by being promoted from by using the power of God that he gives to us says, as many as we give him to them give it power to become sons of God when we become sons of God we have all these privileges also because he demonstrated the privileges of a son of God. And this is what he's narrating to us in verse 19 to the end. The privileges that we will have when we become grown, mature sons of God Indeed, Amen. Thank you. Thank God for that. God bless you. I'm going to continue this in the next broadcast. Amen.